Good morning. Today is Wednesday, April 14th, and this is your inoculation index for the week, where we break down the latest that you need to know in global, national, and Massachusetts-based COVID-19 news. This is Julia Kim. And I'm Isabella Rocha. This week, we'll talk about what one vaccine's temporary suspension from the shelves means for you. We'll give you the latest case and vaccine counts, and make sure you didn't miss the most important COVID stories of the week. First, regulators on Tuesday halted the use of Johnson & Johnson vaccine after rare cases of blood clots were found among some who took it. Julia has that story. Tuesday morning, the Food and Drug Administration and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention called for immediate pause in the administration of the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine. The call came after six recipients of the vaccine out of nearly 7 million in the United States developed a rare disorder involving blood clots within two weeks of getting their dose. In a joint statement, the CDC and FDA said they are currently investigating the unusual clots that have also been seen in combination with low counts of blood platelets, which are cells that exist to stop bleeding. The adverse effects of the vaccine show to be an extremely rare occurrence, but the federal agencies are taking great caution. All the cases were in women between the ages of 18 and 48. One woman has died and a second has been hospitalized and in critical condition. In the United States, 6.8 million people have already received their shot of the single-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine, with the vast majority having no or mild side effects. According to the CDC, about 9 million have shipped out to the states, but with this recent call for a pause, many states are halting their administration of the Johnson & Johnson shot, which will affect overall inoculation progress. The other two authorized vaccines that make up the majority of the COVID-19 shots administered in the U.S., Moderna and Pfizer, have not faced major safety concerns after nearly 200 million doses and will not be affected by the pause. This development may hinder President Biden's plan to inoculate all 260 million adults by the end of May. Jeff Science, the White House COVID-19 response coordinator, said in a statement that the announcement of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine will not have a significant impact on their vaccination plan because, quote, Johnson & Johnson vaccine makes up less than 5% of the recorded shots in arms in the United States to date, unquote. Zions also added that they are working with state and federal partners to quickly reschedule anyone due for the Johnson & Johnson vaccine to receive shots of Pfizer or Moderna. According to the New York Times, it is now expected that there will be enough vaccine doses to cover less than 230 million U.S. adults. However, because it is expected that a percentage of the population will refuse vaccination, the on-track supply might be enough to fill the demand. The halt of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is reminiscent of the concerns that the AstraZeneca vaccine recently faced across Europe, South Africa, and Canada. Last month, European regulators investigated AstraZeneca after 222 people in Britain, the European Union, and three other countries reported having experienced similar blood clots. Like the Johnson & Johnson shot, this affected mostly women under 60 within the first two weeks of their vaccination, according to researchers in Germany and Norway. In a news conference last week, Emmer Cook, the executive director of the European Medicines Agency, said that these side effects were very rare and continued to promote the benefits of the vaccine, championing that the good outweighed the bad. AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson derived from the same technology using a cold virus called adenovirus. Johnson & Johnson reported to be aware of the thromboembolic events, which are blood clots, but has been no established link to the vaccine. In a joint statement, Dr. Anne Shuckett, Principal Deputy Director of the CDC, and Dr. Peter Marks, Director of the FDA Center 
for biologics, evaluation, and research recommended a pause of the vaccine until there's a full investigation conducted into the cause of the clots and low platelet count. They also suggested that anyone who received the Johnson & Johnson shot and was experiencing severe headaches, abdominal pain, leg pain, or shortness of breath within three weeks of their dose to reach out to their healthcare provider. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine, with a 72% efficacy rate, received emergency use authorization from the FDA in late February. Since then, this has not been the first setback that Johnson & Johnson has faced during its vaccine rollout. In March, drug makers discovered that a batch of the vaccine was accidentally contaminated, forcing the company to throw out 13 million to 15 million doses. At the end of last month, Massachusetts officials announced that the Commonwealth would receive more than 100,000 doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. When discussing the incoming supply on March 31st, here's what Governor Charlie Baker said. And here in Massachusetts, that'll be definitely north of 100,000 uh, doses of, of J&J vaccine. And I can't, I can't tell you how important that is. And, and, and as I've said before, thank God Pfizer and Moderna were there when they were there. Um, but the difference between two doses and one dose is not, just, uh, is not just convenience, it's also capacity. However, following the FDA and CDC recommendation, the state has announced it will immediately halt its administration. Now let's turn to Isabella with the latest numbers. While it was available, 181,034 people took the J&J vaccine in Massachusetts, which corresponds to about 4% of all vaccine doses in the state, according to state data. So far, 23% of Bay Staters are fully vaccinated, and more than half of all adults in Massachusetts have received at least one dose of the vaccine, which corresponds to 87.4% of all doses shipped to Massachusetts so far. Contrary to national trends, cases in the state have been going down in the past seven days, but so has testing, which could be a factor influencing the numbers. Also, hospitalizations are going back up, according to the state COVID-19 dashboard data from Monday. Also, according to state data, young people, those between 20 and 29 years old, are the ones who have been infected the most in the past two weeks, with 6,375 cases among them. Here's what Governor Baker said at a press briefing on Monday. And even as we distribute vaccines, and I can't make this point enough, testing continues to be, remain a critical part of how we fight COVID. It helps us and helps you, the public and individuals, identify cases, work on isolation, find ways to support people as they deal with COVID in their own particular circumstances and trace positive cases so that we can continue to slow the spread. Baker also said Massachusetts is among the top states in vaccine performances and hopes the state will pass a total of 2 million people fully vaccinated this week. Around the country, there have been 70,234 new cases Tuesday and 467 new deaths, an average 60% increase when compared to Monday, according to Johns Hopkins data, but testing is still increasing. At a White House press briefing earlier this week, Senior COVID advisor Andy Slavitt said the administration is taking multiple measures this week, including opening more vaccination sites around the country, in order to meet President Biden's goal to ensure that at least 90% of Americans have a vaccination site within five miles of where they live by Monday. Also on the briefing, CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky 
talked about the increased risk of COVID-19 hospitalizations and disproportionate vaccination rates among racial and ethnic minority groups, saying the CDC has released two reports that emphasize the need to better address disparities when combating COVID-19 in the country. She said the CDC has made new investments, including an educational website and directed funding, to address those inequalities. We must acknowledge the disparities that exist and commit to an equitable distribution of vaccines, particularly to those communities that have been hardest hit by the virus. Starting next Monday, all people who live, work and study in Massachusetts will be eligible for a vaccine, and Baker encouraged all of those eligible to take it. The vaccine saves lives. And if there's any doubt in anybody's mind about that, they should take a look at the success that vaccinating older Americans has had on older American case counts and older American hospitalizations. That's your inoculation index for the week. Thank you for listening and check back with us next week for another update.